This is a podcast from the Business Times. Lianhe Daobao is the most read Chinese language newspaper in Singapore. Celebrating its centennial this year, Daobao has continued to grow and evolve. What is their secret? How have they, through the challenges of changing tastes, interests, and priorities, continued to deliver what their audience wants? And how do they thrive? We find out. Welcome to Editors Talk, a podcast series inspired by the Business Times column of the record. I'm Clarissa Montero. In conversation with me today, Go Sintek, editor Lianhe Daobao. Sintek, welcome to the studio. Hello. And congratulations on Daobao Centennial. Thank you. <laughs> Now, for the benefit of English language news consumers, could you give us a quick overview of Lianhe Daobao's key milestones? When we say we celebrated our uh, centennial uh, anniversary, uh, we actually trace back our history mm-hmm. back to Nayang Xiangpao and Xinju Jipo. Nayang Xiangpao was uh, founded in uh, 1923, uh, followed by Xinju Jipo in 1929, mm-hmm. and then the two newspaper was combined into one in 1983. So uh, that's why we say uh, we celebrated our hundred-year anniversary. Yeah. But you own it. Yes. You know, it yeah. is part okay. of your history. Uh-huh. Um, I was reading a book recently about the stewardship of of the media. Patrick Daniel wrote it, right. and he talks about the early days of the of those two newspapers, how they merged, how they became part uh-huh. of what is now SB8. Yeah, and I find the journey very fascinating. Sure, yeah, because in fact, when the two newspaper was founded, uh, actually they were competing with one another, mm-hmm. and. Uh, during that time, it was it was actually a very fierce competition between the two newspapers. I can imagine. Yeah. So, <laughs> just before 1983, when you want to merge the two newspapers together, mm-hmm. uh, the reporters from the both newsroom were actually very anxious. They were competing with one another, and then now they become colleagues. Right. It was a challenge. Yeah. Uh, were you in, in with the paper at that time? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. I joined in 1987. All right. When things has uh, kind settled of settled down. down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, As a young journalist, uh, I can still remember uh, colleagues were still telling me, you know, oh, this one is from the the, the former Nanyang, and then right. this one is from the Xinqiu. So I can still. Feel a little bit of you know the tensions, yeah, the tensions or different different camps uh, sure. within the newsroom, yeah. But it's interesting because of when you joined, you would have been part of how the culture emerged into what is Taobao today. Yes, yes, yeah. After all these years since 1983, mm-hmm. when the two newspapers were merged, I think then there's a. a, a A, a stronger sense of purpose to want to serve the Chinese speaking community in Singapore right. better now because now you have only one newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, the Chinese uh, Chinese Morning newspaper. Right. Uh, so this stronger sense of wanting to serve the Chinese community better, I think you can actually feel it. Yeah. Okay. This leads very nicely to my next question: Is that at the back of your mind, the history, the achievements, when you make decisions for the paper? Do you think about that history, the journey of the newspaper, what it, what the newspaper has meant in Singapore to its readers for all that time, when you make big decisions for the paper? So I will always have my readers in mind. Mm-hmm. What would they be interested? What would be their need? Their needs today. Yeah, when when they look at the newspaper for today, mm-hmm. how can we serve our readers, especially when 
some of our readers are actually reading both the Chinese and the English newspapers, news website. Uh, how can I serve them better? Do I have a fresh uh, perspective? Do I have a different perspective so that uh, they can still have some takeaways uh, from my reports, from my analysis, from my opinion pieces? Yeah. Could you tell us what is Taobao's brand of journalism? How do you ensure balanced reporting in your newsroom amongst all your team? I think we will still go back to the basic. It must be fact-based. It must be independent. It must be genuine. Staying to the truth. I think these are the, the, the basic principle of journalism. Uh, I, I don't think there's any difference between a Chinese newspaper or an English newspaper on, on, on these basic principles. Maybe it is because uh, social media platform, many readers get their news through uh, social media. Mm-hmm. They tend to read the news that resonate with their worldview, their position, and they may have a misconception that the rest of the world, because of what they have read, mm-hmm. the rest of the world think likewise right. uh, to them. But that may not be the case. Sure. And because of that, some readers will always like to ask us, uh, writing to us and ask us, what is your position as a newspaper on this issue? Mm-hmm. And as an editor, I will always uh, reply them politely that we don't take position on any issues that we report. Right. If you ask me, do I have a position? Then my position is that I want to stay to the truth, mm-hmm. but I don't take position. And I hope my readers will appreciate that, that actually when it comes to news reporting, we don't actually have to take We shouldn't position. have a position. Exactly. We're reporting the news. Yes. Uh-huh. The position, whichever position a reader wants to take or a consumer of our news wants to take, that is their position. Uh-huh. We're not trying to lead them there. Right. We're just trying to give them uh-huh. the truth. Yes. When my readers ask me, are you pro this camp? Are you pro that camp? My answer is that no, I, I don't take any position. If you ask me, then I want to say I will stay to the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's my position. Right. And that should be my, the position of my newspaper. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if that is the position of your newspaper, this is something I always struggle with. Now you brought up mm. social media. Mm. How do we ensure our news is mm. the truth? Because mm. there's AI generates fake news, there's social media, all that, right? How do you, to the best of your ability and the mm-hmm. best of your newsroom's ability, Mm-mm. ensure that you're as close to the truth as you can be? Yes. That one, I have to admit that uh, it is... Sometimes day, we get it wrong, yeah, right? Yeah. It is a, actually a daily struggle for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when you have to beat the deadline, you actually scramble for, for what is actually, what, what, what's the truth? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the truth will come a day or even weeks later, but we try our best. Right. And I have to admit that sometimes we, when we make judgment, mm-hmm. uh, it is not always 100% correct. Sometimes when I look at the headlines the day after, I would tell myself, oh, I should present the headline in maybe in another way mm-hmm. so that it can better reflect the nuances of the, the, the position of the news. But we learn from all this. Mm-hmm. The most important thing that you just said, or my takeaway is, we do our best. Uh-huh. And that's that's what we can do. We do yes. our best. We uh-huh. absolutely try. Uh-huh. We get it wrong sometimes, then we make it right. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it sounds like you're constantly trying to do better and get it right. Yeah. Every day. 
Every day. Every day. Uh-huh. Still to come, the news delivery landscape is changing. How will Lian He Daobao meet the digital challenge while still being sensitive to its more mature audience who may not want too many changes to their favorite news source? That's ahead. Break down useful financial tips with money hacks from the Business Times with correspondent Howie Lim. Every first and third Monday of the month, go to bt.sg slash podcasts to download. And now, back to editor's talk from the Business Times. We are back with Ghost and Tech editor at Lian He Daobao. I come back to an earlier question about whether history of the paper and its evolution over the 100 years comes to mind, especially these days, in the face of all the digital transformation. Here I can say, I've worked with your podcast team. Um, I think they're wonderful. They're incredibly dynamic. So clearly you are embracing other ways of storytelling. But do you think about the history as well when you are looking forward? Does it play a part or not? History should be our asset rather than a, a baggage for us. Right. I will still think of the history, but it should not... Uh, in any way hinder me uh, moving forward mm-hmm. to serve my my audience better uh, definitely going digital is the way forward okay since I, I want to share something with you uh-huh. I recently attended a workshop for editorial staff across SPH's newsrooms and it just so happened that when we were grouped in in work groups together to do some of the assignments I ended up in a group with Zhao Bao editors and they were wonderful. They were supportive, encouraging. They were generous with their sharing. It was a joy to be in that work group. It leads me to ask, how did you do that? Where everyone seems to be so collaborative and supportive of each other because I'm not even in your newsroom and I felt it. And that culture is so positive and I loved it. I loved working with those editors. Mm-hmm. I think it is a blessing. <laughs> it is really a blessing to, to have such a culture in, in, in the newsroom. Mm-hmm. And I will say... But how did you do it? Uh, uh, I, I certainly will not take all the credit and I should not be because I would say maybe it is because of the Chinese culture that we have. Mm-hmm. In the Chinese culture, we always say the collective good is always bigger than individual uh, rights. And it, it's kind of like very intuitive to us that teamwork is is much more important than anything else. So you don't really find politicking in our newsroom. As I said, uh, this is really a blessing. Yeah. Did I do anything to, 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 to foster this culture? I would say this just comes very natural. I'm not saying that my newsroom is not collaborative <laughs> and I've worked for a long time in a lot of different environments. Uh. But I was just amazed at having never dealt with, with Tapa before, I, Mandarin not being my language, you, you tend to assume the Chinese media group is is quite cliquish. Mm. That's that's an outsider looking in. Mm-mm. But then when I was put into this work group, I found that was absolutely not the case. The outside view looking in is wrong. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad. <laughs> Tapao is in a unique position in that your reader base cuts across a very wide demographic in terms of age, education, socioeconomic standing, how do you address this very difficult question of giving your consumer what they want? Because your consumer is actually very different from right. consumer to consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I say uh, earlier mm-hmm. that uh, the way forward is to go digital. Going digital actually solves 
many of these problems that, that you have just mentioned. Mm -hmm. For a newspaper, a physical newspaper, we have limited uh, pages, news pages. So I have, then have to decide for my readers what goes to, into the pages. Should I give more weightage to those uh, readers who are older, who are less educated or more educated and things like that? I, then it is an more everyday affluent, struggle. Less yeah. yeah. But then when you are in the digital space, then you don't really have that problem anymore. I can have a wide spectrum of articles mm -hmm. catering to different needs of my of, of my audience. I can even have uh, podcasts, videos, catering to those who are not very comfortable or, or not really fluent in, in reading Chinese characters, mm -hmm. but they are okay it with listening, listening oh, or, yeah. or watching. Mm -hmm. So going digital actually helped me to reach out to more audiences. Yeah. What about your audience? Perhaps maybe a mature audience, maybe they're not so digitally savvy. How do you address that challenge? Maybe they want their newspaper forever on their doorstep at the first thing in the morning. Mm. The newspaper is always there for them. Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing. And in fact, for the past few years, we also tried the tablet. Mm. Amazingly, some of the older, older folks find that better for them. Because they can make it bigger. They can make it bigger. I mean, the font size of my newspaper, I, I can't keep on increasing it. Sure. But then uh, when it comes to a, a tablet, uh, they can decide what font size they want. Through technology, we actually can cater to different needs of our audience. Yeah. Someday they, there may be a time when there isn't a physical newspaper in my hand anymore, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I kind of like the layout of reading the e-paper because that's sort of an in-between. There's the e-paper layout, but it's digital news. Mm -mm. Do you think that there will be a time when that is as close as we'll get to a, a, a newspaper, but some people will want to see it in an e-paper format? Yes. And in fact, this is the feedback that we get from our readers as well. That they actually appreciate the, the e-paper mm -hmm. because um, if you read, the news through HTMLs, mm -hmm. you tend to only read those you are more interested in. Right. In the e-paper, the editors curate the news for you mm -hmm. and through the page layouts and the design, they tend to, they also tell you that what are the news that are more important than the other one. Not necessarily important to you, but uh -huh. you should know. Yeah. If we design properly mm -hmm. and if we get it right, then even those newspaper and uh, those news that you may think that you are not interested in, but because of the design, because of the headline, because of the pictures that we play, they actually gave a few minutes to their news. Right. And because of that, they read the news that they thought they would never read. And I think it is important. It is a important service to them. Right. Yeah. You 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 don't know what you don't know. So what do you think will be the biggest challenge in the coming years for you to ensure Taobao's continued relevance? Going digital is a challenge, I would say. Mm -hmm. It has so much opportunities, so much possibilities for us. There are so many things that we can do on the digital platform and we are just at the beginning stage of it. You Just now you mentioned about AI. How can we better use the AI in our work to serve our audience better. I think this is still, as I said, it's early stage. And I think exciting times is awaiting us. The other challenge is about, again, coming back to what I have said about 
by the social media. You have readers from different camps and they expect the newspaper reports news according to their position and they get upset and they are very vocal and they will try to influence the position of the newspaper. And if we are so easily swayed by all these opinions, then we may get lost, we may get confused. We have to stay our course. Fantastic. We've been talking with Ghost in Tech editor Lian He Taobao. I'm Clarissa Montero for Editor's Talk. Join us next month for more insights from an insider's perspective of the media industry. This is a podcast by The Business Times. Find more BT podcasts at businesstimes.com.sg slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.